This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Scotty, you ready? I am ready, and I just double-checked, and I am recording. Let's do it. The skydiver saved by fire ants after plunging 14,500 feet. Okay. That, that was not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. That is a great story to start this very special episode of Bananas. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I am Kurt Brownler. I am Banana Boy number two, Scotty Landis. Thank you for listening to the silliest little podcast there ever was. Kurt, do you have any stand-up announcements before we get into our wonderful guest? All I want to say is August 26th and 27th, I'm in Raleigh. Raleigh? Raleigh. Raleigh. Uh, at Good Nights. And then in September, I'm in Toronto. For just for laughs, uh, around the end of September. I don't have my exact That's dates fun. yet, but I'm very excited to get right into our fantastic guest today. Uh, our guest today is a fantastic stand-up comedian. She's been on the Tonight Show, Pause Boom. with Sam J, and she was a it. semi-finalist on America's Got Talent. Plus, Huge. in addition to all of that, she is also a lawyer. Holy shit. Her, I mean, come on. Her brand new special, Men Applause, is out on Amazon right now. Please welcome the wonderful Jackie Fabulous. Yeah! Woo. Pew, 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 pew! Yes! <laughs> That's right. I'm enjoying every all the comedians in the world announcing that they're going to be on JFL. JFL, I had no idea that they even like me. I've been there once. You know what I, you know what yeah. I, call, you know what I call JFL? I call if I want to go... To another country to be told no. That's, yeah. that's why you go to JFL. <laughs> right. And a lot of our listeners probably don't know this, but like Just for Laughs, it used to be such a big deal. Yeah. It was a career maker yeah. 15 years ago. It was huge. And it was like people would go up, they'd get agents, they'd get reps, they'd get sometimes network deals, and then a few things fell apart, and then now it's, like you said, Jackie, now you kind of go up to get rejected in Canada. <laughs> you know, it, it was, you know what ended it? Do you know what ended like JFL is that thing? Was this, I think it's the guy was named Chicken and he was yeah. given, he like went to, he was new faces and he went to JFL. That's this right. was probably like 20, 25 years ago. Went to yes. JFL. Everybody saw him. He was, wasn't represented or anything like this in this comic and he killed, he destroyed and then was given something crazy, like a million dollar contract for like a yes. network show. Oh, development and then it, I've heard. Yes. a development yeah. deal, like right out of the bat from five minutes of stand up comedy. Yeah. And. <laughs> And then he just never <laughs> delivered it, I guess, or something. And then after that, it was just like, oh man, there's no, there's mm -hmm. no like, there's no dreams coming true anymore. 
All I would That's do is right. go to JFL now and be like, hey, I'm still waiting on that, on that email back. You gonna you guys gonna call me back? I'm still waiting <laughs> on that. <laughs> all the awkward all the awkward meetings, like, hey, I got your email. I promise you, when we get back to the States, a lot of that I would hear, I'm sure. My email doesn't work in Canada. I'm so sorry. Oh, I would reply I'm now, sorry. but it doesn't. I'm pressing the button, nothing's happening. They're just oh, tapping their f- hand. <laughs> It's in my junk folder. I don't know how. I tried to send it. I thought I sent it. <laughs> so weird. So weird it went to spam. So strange. So odd. Uh, where's your home club, Jackie? Where was? Where's the place that you like to perform the uh, most? The Comedy Cellar in Manhattan is yeah. my blessed home club, yes. The best one. Are you in New York City right now? Yes, yes. I moved back to New York uh, October 2020, pre-all of this. And mm-hmm. I, I lived in L.A., I gave I gave LA twenty years of my life, twenty years of my life. Hot, hot damn! How are you? Obviously, performing in New York City is a beautiful, wonderful thing. I just came back a week ago, but goddamn, it's hot right now. Oh, I know it's hotter than a Gophers. You know what? Down there, it's really. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It, it's that kind of hot now, where it's like it's, you kind of ask yourself, "Do I shower? Is there really? Yeah, a- yeah. Does it <laughs> matter? What's the point? Yeah. I was there with two kids. I was there with two kids for six days. In in Brooklyn, we staying in a three a three floor walk up with this goddamn stroller, and it was like every like anything you wanted to do, like oh I want a, a, to get a sandwich to feed the children with, was like walking three floors down into ninety six degree weather, ninety Tough. degree humidity, and then coming back and you're already soaking wet. It's, it was insane, but God, hey, the shows I were great. Whenever I walk up, whenever I hear anything walk up, I I, I automatically want to give you the finger because I know that <laughs> no you joke may not have AC. You know that this building has character. It means it's gonna be hot as hell in there. I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> There's an edge to it too. I was uh, my, one of my first jobs at anything in TV. Or I was a production assistant for an Adult Swim pilot in like 2005, and I was making about eighty dollars a day, and I was working about twenty hours a day. <laughs> and my job on this one shoot was we were shooting in Central Park. And I was, just because I was a lowly production assistant, they were like, block this sidewalk when we're shooting. And to do that in the summer in New York, the people are on such edge. I would be like, excuse me, guys, uh, we're just shooting. We need two minutes. And people would get directly in my face and say, fuck (laughs) you, and walk by. (laughs) So then I would have to walkie-talkie into the ADs or whatever, and I would be like, hey, guys, we have a bogey flying in. That was our cool way of saying it. And at first, they're like, come on, Scotty, hold it up. Come on, lock it up up there. (laughs) And then after about the 10th New Yorker told me to go fuck myself, I would be like, we got another bogey coming in. And then they're like, what is going on? (laughs) So I'm getting yelled at to my face and then in my walkie-talkie earpiece at the same time. And then I see this guy coming on full rollerblades. He's got the wrist guards. He's got the helmet. He's got the knee pads. And he comes up to me and I just go to put my hands up and he just says to me, I will fucking kill you and goes right by me. And I'm like, guys, we got one more coming. Probably the worst job I've ever That's had, a bad actually. job. That's a bad job. But the Just PA sweating job and getting the, yelled at. It's very important because I've, I've met a few PAs where they'd be the one getting me a Coke one year. And then oh, the yeah. next year, oh, they're, yeah. they're a producer. Or they call you. Oh, yes. Jackie, you were nice to me. I remember people don't know. These PAs turn out to be. They want to move up in the ranks. So you can't be an That's asshole. That's right. You cannot oh, be an never. That's Never ever. You General. should treat everybody like they are. They are. They're the director of the thing. In my All opinion, yeah. the time. I remember a sound. Yeah. A, a woman who ran the sound booth at one of the improvs in L.A. She ended up being a manager at Levity. Like you just, you got to be nice sure. to everyone. 
Yeah, absolutely. If, if you're nice to everybody, you don't got to worry about who are they and what are they doing. You know, just be, exactly. don't be an asshole. That's how I, I feel about not remembering anyone's names. I'm just always, oh. everyone's my friend because I don't <laughs> can't, I can't remember anybody's name. Oh, you're, that's a cop out. You're like, I don't have to. If I, if I give everybody love, I don't have to know who you are. So that's right. <laughs> Jackie, I have a question about America's Got Talent. When you're advancing, when you're moving on, are you backstage sequestered? Or do you have a screen? Can you see what's happening on stage, or are you just sitting there in silence? The waiting like- area is gigantic. And you go, from, okay. you go from waiting area where it's you and literally all the dogs you're competing with, the ostriches, the, can, the man in the can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. and, then, and then you go from that big room where all the acts to you know smaller rooms that sort of you go from the big room to a, a medium-sized room with the actors mm. you are competing with that night and you all get in the see. back and there's a, there's a screen because they because they record everything i'm mic- yeah I, i'm mic'd up all i could never like go in the bathroom and be like fuck this oh. thing like, i'm mic'd up all day long oh weird oh, if that's they like intense. you if they like you and they want you to be a point of interest on the show they will mic you up because they want you to be a part of the background BTS. Gotcha. What they, so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're not alone. You're never, you're never alone. They want me to be. Okay. They want my personality the whole time. I could not be like, I'll sit here back here on my phone, guys. They're like, no, no, no. We ask. You're here all day for a reason. We want you to be awake. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, wow, that's, that's intense. Better. Yes, it's oh, not, not I, camera time. Yeah, and then uh, how many days? Over how many days was it for you? I I was on four times. I made the semifinals, and I the, the, remember the contest started in May. And my time ended in late August. Okay. Oh, wow. And all I did, I didn't, I lived, first of all, they were doing the whole, the rounds in either Pasadena or whatever, in our area mm-hmm. in LA. And I would, mm-hmm. um, I never would like, I wouldn't um, blank out my schedule for the contest. I would be like, look, I'm going to right. be, I'm, I'm at the improv on Tuesday. On Wednesday, right. I go do AGT. Even though it was an all day thing, but I didn't make it so big where I'm like, okay, I had, I'm going to take two weeks off from comedy so I can right. focus on this. I just I I, added, I I blended it in with my calendar so I wouldn't be so overwhelmed by it when I had to do it. Yeah, and, that's cool. That's smart. And yeah. then strategically, were you were you saving like your best jokes or your best bits for later on, or were you kind of just like using the, everything that you had right away? I gave them. I think the best what I consider to be the joke that usually does well everywhere, like in every city and and state, is um. The second second round, the okay. second round I yeah. think is when I'm like, okay, because I was like, give them what they want plus you in the first round, because they really mm-hmm. want to know you personally. Right. Second round, you gotta be like, okay, I'm not here to play around. I am an actual pro comic. Let me give you my skills. Yeah. Third round, <laughs> you're, third, you're kind of shocked you're still there. You yeah. Know, when, when you're on three, you're kind of <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is okay. And then they start they start coaching you on what they want you to to wear in case you win, and because the winning. The win is you get a show in Vegas. So once uh-huh. I said, so let me wear my own clothes and do my own thing round one and two. But by the time I got to round three, they're like, hey, you might be here for a minute. Let's invest more time in you. So that, that's right. okay. put an outfit on me and give, made the background with my name on it. You know, oh, so interesting. Kinda, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, it was a huge deal. It was fun. The whole yeah. thing was fun. It wasn't stressful. Good. They, oh, that's they, good. It's a well-oiled machine over there. There's, it's They know what they're doing. There's nobody confused. Yeah, they seem to. Yeah, so yeah. it's very... And if they like cool. you, they'll take good care of you. Nice. Well, did you want to hear about this skydiver saved by fire ants? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Here it Why is. Why not? 
Um, natural segue. It's a natural segue. Do you, this is from uh, this is from Medium, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It was published in it. the History of Yesterday. Uh, okay. This was written by Cass- Cassandra O'Hara. Thank you, Cassandra. Ooh, she is. She's good. You know what she is. Best. Best in the biz. In the biz. Here it is. Skydiver saved by fire ants after plunging 14,500 wow. feet. So uh, there is a whole four paragraphs, five, six paragraphs that are generally about what skydiving is. And I'm going to skip those because I'm pretty sure we are all. They can really yeah. get lost in there. <laughs> we're all familiar yeah. with what skydiving is. All right, here we, we go. We understand. <laughs> Joan Murray was a 47-year-old bank executive for the Bank of America that lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, loved her family, her job, and her newly found passion for skydiving. Joan had participated in several hours of skydiving training and up to this point had completed 35 jumps. Uh, so she wasn't exactly a pro, but was far from being a novice. That's a pro to me. Yeah, 35 is a lot. That's a lot of jumps. On September 25th, 1999, Joan woke up, traveled the one-hour trip to Chester County, South Carolina, and joyfully geared up. Joan felt her excitement surge as the plane took off and ascended into the sky. How do you know? How do you know that, Cassandra? All right. As they reached the required altitude, Joan waited for the all-clear, then rocked herself out of the plane door. She rejoiced in the fall, the feel of the wind pushing her bo- against her body as she looked out over the landscape. Approximately 45 seconds into her free fall, she reached and pulled her hacky, the small, bor- the small bar that deploys the parachute. She expected the slow release of the chute that would slow her, and fl- slow her fall and allow her to okay. coast safely to the ground. Instead, nothing happened. Uh, she had to think quickly. Her chute did not deploy as it had the previous 35 times she had done this. It's okay. That's what the reserve chute is for. She pulled that, and the reserve chute deployed just as it should. She began to slow in her descent, but then the unthinkable happened. She began to spin. As she began quickly spinning, the cords of her reserve chute became entangled. She was once again falling fast. You just have a heart attack, right? I would be dead. I would have had a heart attack at that exact moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be like, that's it. Ants could eat me. Yeah. Uh, At 700 feet. Her reserve chute completely deflated, and she was rushing towards the earth at 80 miles per hour. Onlookers, and people are watching, so onlookers could only watch in horror as Joan's body slammed into the ground nearby. Emergency responders were notified and quickly rushed to the scene. Uh, Joan was rushed to the hospital where doctors were sure that she would not survive. The entire right side of her body was crushed due to the impact. It even knocked the fillings out of her teeth. I bet it did. Doctors were baffled that she she was still alive. And over the course of her treatment, they noticed small red bumps all over her body. They eventually came to realize they were, in fact, fire ant bites. Apparently, wherever Joan landed, she disturbed a fire ant mound and was bitten (laughs) over 200 times. Most would call this adding insult to injury. But in Joan's case, these insects saved her life. Fire ants secrete a venom known as solenopsin. When the fire ants continued to sting Joan as she was waiting for medical personnel, they released this venom, which basically stimulated her nervous system and kept her heart beating. She was that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? She was waiting. uh, You mean she was unconscious? Yeah, she was. She was there. Yeah, like waiting for to get picked up by the people, and then just getting stung, 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 stung. Yeah, that kept. Wow. Her, she was in a, a coma for two weeks. 
Then she had Long enough. 20 reconstructive surgeries and 17 blood transfusions, rods placed in her legs, spikes in her pelvis. Uh, she began th- physical therapy and was able to walk from her wheelchair to the car upon leaving the hospital. Her doctor wow. even wrote miracle on the front of her file before putting it away. <laughs> on her forehead. Yeah. Miracle. <laughs> she got new titties, too, while she was there. <laughs> Just treat yourself, come on. <laughs> and here is... <laughs> That's so funny. Here is the final little uh, coder to this. She continued to work at Bank of America, turning down disability, and in 2001, shortly returning to work, she completed her 37th skydive. I mean, give it up. Honestly, Why? don't Why? do that. Don't do it. <laughs> Wasn't that God's way of letting her know you have done enough? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's tempted. Absolutely. That's a big middle finger. So she dies at that next fall. Whole whole family will be like, "Look, bitch, we told you. We told you you, yeah. you got away good last time. We didn't come to the funeral either." <laughs> yeah, that seems like just yeah, getting greedy. At some point, you're like, "That chapter of my life is done." Yeah, for even real. The, I even must... the answer, like, wow. bitch, come on, we helped you. Yeah, we're not gonna be there for you. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna bite you. You could land right on our hill. We're walking away. <laughs> wow, that is a truly crazy story. Isn't That's it? a good one. A... Did you find that, or did somebody send that in? Uh, that was so so sorry. That was sent in by Gemma Sankey. Gemma Sankey. Gemma Sankey. And they broke down the whole instructions on um, skydiving before they got into the actual story. Yeah. There's, there are too many blogs like that online. Like, uh, w- women have to I be agree. complaining. We're like, I want to learn. I want to make these cookies in this recipe. Yeah. But before you can get there, she has to tell you the history of the cookie and how she had a cookie when she was a child and choked <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I'm it's like, so baby, so real. flour and sugar and the ingredients. <laughs> It is it's so, so true. It, they give you their whole family history, the kind of oven they have, all this shit, and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to go buy cookies at this point. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't searching for story about fluke recipe. I was searching for the actual recipe. Exactly. It's always way at the bottom. You scroll the whole page, and then you're like, oh, there go the ingredients. There's three lines, all that, three lines. <laughs> I, I've actually never been skydiving. I went zip lining. Uh, I was on vacation. I was in Costa Rica, and I was traveling alone, and they're, they were like, hey, this place is the longest zip lining place in Central America. It's like three miles. It's in the canopy, and it really was one of those beautiful things. It was a place called Sky Trek, and when I got there traveling alone, a lot of times you get uh, partnered in with like other groups and stuff. They're like, hey, you, get in with that group. So there was a group of six people. It was two it was two couples in their 50s, 60s, and then their two teenage kids. Uh, and the women were like, well, why don't you older guys go with this guy, me? And I was like, all right. So these yeah. two older dudes and me go up this gondola and we start going down. Are and you chatting? Guys, you chatting the whole gondola ride? Yeah, they're like, where are you from? And I was like, I just moved to L.A. from Brooklyn. And they're like, oh, we live in Long Island. And we're they're like, yeah, they were probably like mid-50s, early 60s, kind of like accountant lawyer looking dudes. Oh, the worst. And, um, oh, the worst thing yeah, but, but they're, they were pretty chatty. <laughs> and then they wanted me to take more photos of them than it was like being with two 16-year-old, like teenagers. They were like, can you, get, can you get us at the top? And I'm like, sure. They're like, get us on the gondola. I'm like, great. 
and it got to the point where I think that the wives just passed those dudes on to me because the wives ended up going in the next group behind us. Yeah. But it was just me photographing these guys. And then they came to this wait point a second. where I realized. Why would, wait, why would they not go up with the their wives? That's so crazy. Their wives pushed that. They were like, they were like, hey, we're going to go up in threes or whatever on the gondola. Oh, it's or going fours. up in, oh, and, in fours. All right. And then so they were like, well, why don't you, you know, I don't know their names anymore. Larry and Gary, why don't you guys go with Scotty? And I was like, yeah, I don't. Okay, great, guys. And I just thought it was going to be perfect. It's going to be old guys. And then it was going to be me, the young, cool guy. And instead, I'm just taking like, I would say in the hour it takes to go down, I took 45 photos of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is why I did not bring a woman, by the way. <laughs> yes. But I'm like, are you aging rapidly? What is happening? Like, guys, we're just going down in the jungle. But the funniest part was on like the third platform after we go across. I was like, there's no way they're going to ask me to do this again. And they're like, can you get us on this one, Scotty? And I'm like, okay. And then I realized that their harnesses from riding the zip lines had like bunched up on their, you know, uh, old guy travel pants so much that it just made them look like they had these gigantic crotches, like huge, just gi- like elephant-sized cocks. And and so I didn't know how to tell them, like, because I'm a stranger, so I don't be like, guys, your, your crotches are looking kind of big. So I just, <laughs> I just took these photos. And then they were like, uh... <laughs> They were like, do you want any of these at the end? I'm like, I don't want photos of you. I don't know you guys. Do you want any photos of us? (laughs) They asked me for my email when we got to the ground, and they were like, do you want any of these? And I'm like, no, man, you're not part of my vacation. But eight years from now, I'll have a podcast called Bananas. I'm going to talk about the fact that you had gigantic crotch bulges, and I didn't know how to say it to you. Larry and Gary. Oh, Oh, man. Told them, you told them that you were a comedian? I didn't. I, I'm a writer, so I was just like, yeah, I'm a writer. I write these TV shows. And they're like, oh, I bet our kids watch them. And then they just talked about you know, their, this vacation. I just listened to these guys gossip. It was, it was very funny. Yeah. But honestly, I've never taken that many photos with grown men who are my friends ever in my entire life. <laughs> ever. Not at weddings. I didn't take that many photos at Kurt's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Nuts. Jack, you ever been skydiving? No, but you know it's it's on my very short list. I kind of want to, but I don't know. I I feel like in my old age, I've been things that I've always wanted to try just to be able to celebrate not being dead. You know, yeah, with COVID yeah. and everything. You should do healthy. it. I want yeah. to. I ta- what is it's, it tandem with a with a partner? It's so funny. Yeah. That's the funniest thing because we always would like Scotty and I would always try and write these shows. And we, you know, where we we need to have like some big finale for the ending of it. And we're always like, oh, skydiving. Skydiving just seems like the ultimate crazy thing to do. And so we would like come up with all these things. Like we're trying to change the diaper of a of an alligator while skydiving. Yeah. uh, Which was almost produced, by the way. We almost did. That that. that almost happened. Yeah. and but then you realize that you just have to have another person strapped behind you the whole time, yeah. so that you look like like you're in a baby Bjorn on another person, <laughs> and it just takes all of the the risk and weirdness out of skydiving. It makes it, it makes alone. it weirder, honestly. It, you, it yeah. requires it requires more hours of training, right? To do it by yourself. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah we like, have to do it 35 like, times or whatever. How do you decide? Like, nah, I don't want to train hard. Just, just give me some dude in the back to tie himself to me <laughs> and, and not let me die. We- <laughs> 
One of our listeners, Kurt, early in 2020, one of our listeners does do skydiving in Southern California. I'm not sure if she still oh. listens, but if she does, then you want to take Curdy B and I on a skydive. I want to go skydiving. The Temecula, I think it was. Oh, I'll, I'll drive down That's and skydive. You do it if you must do it. Let's all three <laughs> go together. I die, die in wine country. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Scotty, um, give us another one. Sure. Let's see. Oh, Jackie, are you're getting married soon, right? Yes, God willing. God willing. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I saw your Tonight Show set. That's why I, I asked. Oh, I keep um, it. It's easy material. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Got you. I got you. Well, here's a fun one. This was sent in by Big Cities. This was also sent in by Rachel Lynn on the same day. Thank you both very much. Uh, In the New York Post, written by Brittany Miller, she is the best in the biz when it comes to these stories. I thought my husband was constipated. Actually, he just had a water bottle up his butt. (laughs) This guy really did have something up his butt. (laughs) Thank you, Brittany. That's the opening. Um, This guy really did have something up his butt? Yes, it is. Uh, Mary Marin from Iran is recovering after doctors removed a seven and a half inch water bottle Ooh. from his rectum. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's a nice size. I mean, why? Yeah. That's <laughs> plenty. That's a lot. Yes. That is more than enough, some might say. <laughs> the, suspect, uh, the suspect suppository was discovered after the 50 year old man arrived at the hospital with his wife, who was growing concerned once he stopped eating and began to suffer abdominal pain and constipation. Oh. The man continued to successfully hide his painful secret right up until it was revealed <laughs> on a CT scan. I mean, what a reveal. That's a big like, reveal. And how does and everyone, he knows. <laughs> how does everyone in the room not burst out laughing? I'm sure they all violated some ethic, ethical codes in that room at the time. I would have. Also, at at when the CT scan machine is warming up, isn't it at that point where you go, I put a bottle up my butt. Let's just get it out. Instead of <laughs> going through with a CAT scan. Absolutely. And then, and then pretending you're surprised when they're like, we have a diagnosis. <laughs> He's like, I bet you do. <laughs> what? Well, what is that? Surprise, surprise. <laughs> was it a plastic uh, water bottle? Was it, well, it, it was. It was a plastic water bottle. Did, Doesn't say the brand, unfortunately. How did it get stuck? Great question. I think he put it up his butt. He kept going and going. There is a stoppage. <laughs> you can't go as far as you like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. According to the Clinical Case Reports Journal, the man avoided mentioning that he had inserted the uh, inserted the object himself due to quote embarrassment end quote, and this is the best part quote for fear of his wife. <laughs> for fear of his wife. <laughs> oh boy! The case study said that he had inserted the bottle uh, with the bottom going in first. Oh, why make it in order of you to? Need to? <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, then he, I, I bet you in his mind, yeah, yeah, exactly. He has the top to be able to pull it out, but he just I got too know into what it. Kind of bottle is it? Though is it the smart water bottle? Is it the Fiji? If it's Fiji, that's a brave. I hope it's man. not Vox. I saw, I saw the yeah. image. <laughs> I saw the image. It was ridge. It had ridges like a Poland Springs bottle. Oh. It had mm-hmm. the ridges going all like, the way down. You know, they they sell condoms, but they have the ridges because they say it's for uh-huh. our pleasure. There you go. All exactly. The way, I have no idea. I've yeah. seen a condom in real life. Yeah, but also I've never heard a woman be like, that's true, those do work. We love ridges. No. Nobody's a rib for her pleasure. It, Nobody's ever no been like, ever, hell yeah. Usually, usually the guy decides, I'm going to try something new and buy these, these 
these fruity fun condoms and she'll yeah. be like mm-hmm. i didn't feel anything different but i'm glad you had fun <laughs> buying lime flavored condoms i felt nothing <laughs> Yeah, isn't that what you want to introduce? Lime, the lime to sex. That's just who doesn't want that scent <laughs> added to in that experience. Um, so yeah, he wanted to use the top as a grip to pull it out, but when it came time to do so, the unfortunate object wound up trapped in the man's large intestine. Oh my oh. god, he should be dead. That's really yes. bad. That's plastic. Um, doctors at the Moncomani Hospital in Sorry did not mention why exactly or how the bottle got stuck up there, but they did say that sexual gratification is usually be- behind these sorts of situations. I think so. So he was rushed to emergency surgery at that moment to remove it. Surgeons were successfully able to drag the bottle out without causing any damage to his wow, body. Wow. Good for him. He was discharged after three days and referred to a psychiatric clinic. You think? Uh, interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. interesting. I don't know. Maybe that's Iran. Yeah. yeah. He's at the, he's at the front desk checking out. They're like, hey, before you leave, you need to go visit these people real quick. <laughs> One thing. Before you go and do this again and then hide it from your wife for yeah. a week. Here's um, the number to call. Here's what, yeah. Uh, it's not a recycling center. Uh, <laughs> it is a psychiatric clinic. <laughs> the man was reportedly back to normal and experiencing no problems one month later. Uh, according to medical professionals, this is kind of interesting. Similar cases have been reported in men around the world, ages 30 to 40, where bottles of olive oil have been found in their anuses for them trying to relieve themselves of constipation. So they're like butt-chugging olive oil to try to grease the gears a little what? bit. What? CVS where the guys live? They don't got a Walgreens? They can go get a nice <laughs> laxative? What? I agree. Here is my I mean, question they about... Not. They might live somewhere where they don't have the ease that we have to go get whatever you I... need when you need it, but... Somebody mail this country, wherever it's coming from, some laxatives. Yeah, get some laxatives going. Here is my question, is that who, which person at that hospital was responsible for writing up this press release and sending <laughs> it to the news organizations? I so love that it. The, I mean, this guy is deeply embarrassed. He's so embarrassed. He doesn't even say when he knows everyone's going to find out. He doesn't mention it. And now it's just on that, like the fucking wire that everybody could just pick up this story. That's yes. crazy. Thank God they didn't name this poor guy. Yes. Uh, doctors say other objects they've retrieved from the anuses this year include light bulbs, bottles, body spray cans, and turkey basters. Body spray so cans are very popular. We what? used to have a yeah, we used to have a segment on a show we did called "What's Up Your Butt," and then it was just yeah. X-rays of people's uh, of butts with stuff they'd put up there from emergency rooms and yeah, an axe an body, axe spray body spray was, was there. several times that was like 10 years ago because of the shape of the a bottle hammer. the shape like a I think, I think it's yeah it's a, it's a little dome it's shaped more like a Jeff Bezos's rocket <laughs> I think we need to try yeah. a different cocktail maybe we're not having enough drinks at, at, at our dates <laughs> yeah that's right too sober also, olive oil is very expensive. I don't know what these people are doing. That's a pricey thing. Go get some Wesson. Go get you know? some vegetable get some corn oil going. Or have a spinach salad. Maybe you need fiber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just love the idea that this guy tried to keep it a, like what he must have just been like. It'll come out. It's don't tell her. You're going to get away with he this. Had don't to do this. Think something. But maybe he'd done it before and gotten away with it. I don't know. It, it's just one of those. It's like sometimes a lie goes on for so long that you almost can't tell it was a lie. 
I feel like that's what this guy did. You guys remember that old, old, you might be old enough to know the the, the, the uh, wives' tale about Richard Gere and the, the gerbil? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, was, oh, that, yeah. was that a rumor or was that real? It was not real. And Richard Gere was always just like, why? Where did this come from? <laughs> and why is it everywhere? But it was like the first meme out in the world. It I was. think it was a non-internet meme where people, some someone said it once and it just had that, whatever, that thing that like I, made I everyone tell everyone. I, yeah. It didn't happen in the 90s. I was like too young to understand why I understood it. That's how old yeah. this rumor is. <laughs> yeah, it was that he put a gerbil up his butt or a hamster up his butt. Then I also heard it was frozen. Then I also heard it was alive. Like it really it was, was all different things. Internet viral. Yeah. We all knew it for some reason. And also, we all went and saw his movies anyways. It might have helped his career. Sure, but we <laughs> I, all still see him back then and thought, "I the gerbil will never leave my mind." Richard, like I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <do>. yeah. <laughs> Even though it was completely invented, he should do a Pixar movie where he voices a, a hamster. Uh, or that's gerbil. exactly. He should just get just. Put it away. Just get idea. it done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at one line, point, he a like... line in the card in the animated movie or, or whatever about it. You know, throw away yeah. like, fourth wall funny line to be like, and let's end it here. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> he comes up to a tube and he looks at the camera. He's like, I'm not going in there. And you're like, that's it, Richard. You're free <laughs> of your butt rumor. May your third act be beautiful. Yes. All right, you ready for uh, tease us into a little break here? Please. Step aside, hipsters. Scientists need your coconut water to artificially inseminate pigs. What? I was about to take a sip of this straw. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, like, Jackie, Ew. but also <laughs> hipsters. There are no hipsters anymore. That's an outdated <laughs> term. Anyways, drink it up. We'll be back with more bananas. We are back, folks. Scott, you got any shout-outs before we keep going? I do have a few little shout-outs here. First of all, and Kurt, a few episodes ago or a couple episodes ago, we were like, send us some meaty ones, and we got some really meaningful shout-outs from our fans, so thank you to the Bananimals. Arlo wants to shout-out John for four years of sobriety. John, we love you. John, Thanks nice for listening work, to the podcast. Dude. Clean living is good living. Congratulations. We hope you keep it up for a long, long, long time. Uh, there's a place called Filthy Paws in Washington Township, New Jersey. Kurt, do you know where that is? I do not. I love the name. Me either. But they are, um, Krista is offering 15% off for Bananimals if, for their first dog grooming. This is part of her donating uh, part of any profit she makes to different animal shelters. Oh, so nice. you can go to f- at Filthy Paws NJ on Instagram. Uh, go get your dog groomed with Krista. Uh, Amani, I believe it's Amani is raising money for Low Country Orphan Relief by doing a huge book drive. Amani is about to hit $3,000, nice. and the company that supplies the books is going to match that. So $6,000 to help some orphans out. Uh, we will post the GoFundMe on our Instagram, either stories or link 
Oscars uh, this week, but good for you. We love that. And finally, just shouting out a, a baby named Nico Curdy B. Uh, Nico's going to be our banana of the week. Thanks to a bone marrow transplant from a stranger, it saved Nico's life. Holy Nico's shit. turning one year old. Yes! So... If you want to join the Bone Marrow Registry and potentially save a stranger's life, go to bethematch.org, B-E-T-H-E, match.org, and you can get a test kit sent to your house to see if you're compatible with somebody who might need bone marrow donation. Thank you, Stephanie Allison, for sending this our way. And hello to Nico's mom, Suzanne. I believe it's Suzanne or Susan. Sorry if I got that wrong, but thanks for listening. Happy birthday, Nico. Thank you for sending Stephanie. And that's what I got. That was a beautiful. That was a beautiful shout out, Corner Scotty. God Great damn, shout that was out, good. Guys. Thank you. The bananas are the best. And good people. Of course, send everything over to our Instagram, uh, the Bananas Podcast. If you got any strange news, uh, and go rate and review us. Uh, we made it easier. Uh, we had a website just called RateBananas.com, R-A-T-E, Bananas.com. It'll take you right to that Apple page and let you rate and review us. Thank you. We're here, Beautiful. of course, with the fantastic comedian Jackie. <laughs> Fabulous. We love that, Jackie. Fabulous. I love that background, Scotty. You're making me... Are you in L.A.? I am. I'm in Echo You're Park. Making, of course you are. This is a, clearly yeah. an Echo Park. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of a bungalow situation. Yeah, yeah. you like my background? Was, you like mine? I was about to say one of you is like I, I'm a Cali guy. Other one of you is like, look, I have a place to live. I don't know what. This is. I'm in a Kurt's, I'm in a bunker. Yeah. Kurt is currently shooting Storage Wars season seven. He's bidding on that storage container. You that, your your um, background where you are, Scotty, is the reason why I was in LA for 20 years. It's so easy to go yeah. from one year. To five to oh mm-hmm. shit! I've, I've been here most of my life. It's comfortable there, yeah. and look at that beautiful sunshine. It's very easy to get caught up. In the yeah, place. it's been nice out here, and as the weather gets worse on the northeast, it tends to get better here, which is really interesting. Ah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a nice place to be. I'm glad to be. When it's not on fire, it's really yeah. a nice place I'll to be. be. And we're coming Sunday. into. I'll be this. Oh nice. Sunday to the thirty first. Oh, hell yeah! I'm coming out there, and I'm going to probably do all the spots I want because everybody's going to be at JFL. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Go kick its ass. So tell us about your special. Tell us about Menopause. Where'd you shoot it? Are you pumped on uh, it? It was shot as part of the Tribeca Film Festival last summer. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Cool. At one of the theaters out uh, in, out here. I forget the name of it. And Comedy Dynamics hit me up, and they're like, "Do you want to do stand up for more than eight minutes on TV?" Finally, and I'm like, "Yes, I would like to do a full beautiful. Set. That's uh, great. Just to have something out there." And I called it menopause because I was getting, I'm currently, I guess, either perimenopause or in the change. So every now and then on stages, all the lights, I get sweaty and I get hot. But I, yeah. but I tell the audience, I'm like, hey, just so you guys know, I might get undressed. You're welcome. Don't be alarmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this guy in the back started clapping. I said, why are you clapping about my menopause? He goes, no, I'm giving you men applause. Oh, ah, and, and that's said, pretty good. And I said, I'm going to take that, and I'm not, I'm not giving you a goddamn dime. <laughs> that's how it technically happens. it's a heckle. Technically it's a heckle. <laughs> exactly. It's out there. It doesn't belong to anybody. <laughs> so, yeah, that's I am, fantastic. I'm happy to have it out. Just, just because I'm all these years I've been doing it, I have a lot of sets online and I've done on TV, but never a long. You just want to have your, your, your merchandise of you out there. That's it. So I can yeah. work. Yeah. Just so I can exactly. work more. That's it. 
Beautiful. Oh, that's great. That's cool. So you guys, check it out. You can get it on uh, Video On Demand, on Amazon, and wherever you get those things. Yep. Oh, and stand I, up. Sure. I'm sorry. And also, my album of the same no. name came out July 8th. That's also out where you, wherever you get your comedy albums from. It's called oh, Menopause nice. also. Same company. did The album and a special all at once. Go buy Beautiful. it. Go buy our, it. Then our, stream our it. Our fans love new stand-up, so this is going to be a good relationship. I can tell all red. Like me and a couple guys in Costa Rica that I don't know. <laughs> our fans here, your comedy, Gary, it's going to be you know, beautiful. Gary, you were, yeah. Some of those names, I'm sure you were absolutely correct. Yeah, Gary and Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. This was we go. on Live Science Classic. Classic. Uh, this was written by Harry Baker, who's the best in the moon. He's damn good. It was sent in by Sage Sherman. Thank you, Sage. I'm going to do a Sage story next. Oh, no kidding. For real? That's amazing. Yep. Oh, this is Sage. Yep. This is your, this is She's your episode. She's cool. Step aside, hipsters. Scientists need your coconut water to artificially inseminate <laughs> pigs. <laughs> this is a pretty, uh. a pretty long story. Um, Somebody had to write this story. Are they, de- My are they God. describing artificial insemination for the first three pages? They they do they do. <laughs> they also actually no. It starts with this is what it starts with. Coconut water is a trendy alternative to sports drinks for many people. Right on time. Right on Not right eight years too also. late. <laughs> right on time. Thank God we get to know what co- coconut water is. <laughs> Um, but basically they, I will, I'm going to just, I'm not going to read this one cause it's very sciencey. Um, but I will say, uh, basically it's scientists in Uganda have been looking for a way to, uh, essentially pig semen only lasts for a couple hours outside a pig's body. So it makes what it a very difficult to get your pig semen from the pig to the other pig. For, Story of my life. You know, it's what we're always most, most working with. Has a short lifespan. Yes, thank yeah. you. Exactly. So we can all come into a little bottle of coconut water and walk around <laughs> with it for as yeah. long as you goddamn want. It's uh, like putting a tooth in a glass of milk. I get it. I understand <laughs> what's going are on. Humans, twenty-four hours. Well, males. I'm, I'm like human. Where are I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a couple hours, yeah, and they start long. dying. Yeah. Splash pregnancy. Uh, I heard about that once. So here it is. I'll get to the, the <laughs> sentence that means something. Now researchers involved in a project funded by Uganda's Regional Universities Forum for Capacity Building and Agriculture, which has, and then spells out the, the acronym REFORUM, have found that using okay. coconut water to store sperm as it is transported helps the sperm live 24 times longer than normal. That's a lot. Uh, outside of quote, outside a boar's body, the spermatozoa will live for about four after four hours, after which they start to die due to starvation and temperature change. But when it is added yes. to coconut water, they will live up to ninety six hours, allowing insemination at the appropriate time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, that sounds good. It sounds like they're going to make a lot more pigs over there. That's wonderful. But they they also go out of their way to really diss uh, coconut water, where it's no more like they repeatedly say it is no more hydrating than regular water. So it's only isn't a, that true? It's only a life hack for for sperm and pigs. It's not a life exactly. hack for humans. Yeah, don't just hmm. coconut water is not a miracle, as we all know. But as Rihanna says, but Gatorade is. There was a time. There was a time where coconut oil, coconut everything was going to just change all of our lives, our skin, our hair. 
And after a while, yes. they're like, you don't need that much coconut oil. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when it was like, if you're not cooking with coconut oil, yep. you're fucking killing yourself. And then it was like five years later, and they're like, cooking with coconut oil will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Then, Burns too fast. Also, in, in, the, in the black female hair community, mm-hmm. they're like, you got to use coconut oil on your natural, you know, waves, curls, kinks. Mm-hmm. And after a while, they're like, why are you putting some coconut oil? You need water? You need other oils? <laughs> so it's all about the marketing. It's all about the marketing. It really is. Yeah, like one guy just had a surplus of coconuts and was like, get it out there. <laughs> Spread the word. It's going to be coconut water. <laughs> Everybody was brushing their teeth with it for a while. I think it was what? called coconut pulling. Mm. Is you would like oh, yes. brush your teeth with it for some it. reason. I don't know whether it worked or not, but I did try it. I did. I, yeah. I tried the charcoal toothpaste. How'd that work? It is... So disturbing because, like, it's <laughs> it's it's like you just your teeth disappear, yeah. like, they're just pitch black when you're done, and then your toothbrush is pitch black, and then you spit into your like what <laughs> usually a white sink, and then it's just covered, it's like all black, and it's just like crazy that you're just like then washing everything for like 10 minutes after you brush your teeth. Does it work on your teeth though? It's supposed to because it's just you know, it's like ground up charcoal, it's supposed to like make a fine abrasion. I don't it's know, probably, I just stopped. an optical illusion. It, like, it's so dark by the time you see your teeth. You're so happy yeah. to see them. Oh, thank Woo. God, they're still there. <laughs> they're really sparkling. Because <laughs> they still exist. Exactly. <laughs> I do like a coconut. Every time I see one in a palm tree, though, anytime I'm fortunate enough to be around them, I'm always like, that is so cool. Like, it's one of those dumb things that even as an adult, you're like, look at that. That is amazing. It's food. It's water. Mm-hmm. You can serve- It's a pretty cool thing. It's probably a berry, right? I think coconuts are actually berries. Really? I, I love that I idea. So. I, still, I, love I might just be I'm making that up. With- the tomato being a fruit. Mm-hmm. Tomato is a fruit. Yeah. That is right. I think avocado is a berry. See, you just learn things avocado on this podcast. Avocado is a berry. What is a banana? A berry. A berry? Yeah, no, it's clearly it's a, a berry. Fruit. Yeah. It's a fruit. But I mean, yeah, like, when you I, say berry, you mean fruit, right? Uh, I don't I know don't what know. I mean. <laughs> I thought they were separate. I don't is a banana fruit? Let's ask the power of the internet. Uh, yeah, it's because it has a seed inside of it. It's a fruit. yes. A banana is a yeah. berry. There we go. A banana is a but strawberries berry? aren't. What? Strawberries this are- life is crazy. <laughs> 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 Neither are cherries. Blueberries are berries. A pumpkin is a berry. This is crazy. I could go down a wormhole. This is 2020 levels of you just start digging for things that you don't <laughs> care about. You're like, I have months. Let's just go down wormholes and find out what's a berry this and what is isn't. This you going to bed at like 5 a.m. for no reason at all. <laughs> That's right. God, it did happen. By like September, October, during the Great Quar, I was just like, you know what? I'm just on Wikipedia until 5 a.m. I'm, I'm on it going, what is air? <laughs> That's cool. Um, Give me another story, Scotty. Send us home. Ooh. So this is from Sage Sherman. Sage came to our Denver show. We met Sage. I think she's a weed chemist, a cannabis chemist, I believe. Sage. That's pretty cool. Bringing in the good stories. Uh, Yahoo News. This is written by the best in the business when it comes to weed news. Matthew Lowe. Mm -hmm. Um, Great job out there, Matthew. A farm that is feeding chickens marijuana instead of antibiotics is fetching higher prices from consumers who are seeking organic poultry. Okay. Also very chilled out. Cool. 
Uh, a farm growing maro- uh, medical marijuana in northern Thailand has been feeding its free-range chickens cannabis instead of antibiotics, and researchers said the experiment has yielded promising results. Um, Researchers from Chiang Mai University's Department of Animal and Aquatic Sciences said that fewer than 10% of the 1,000 chickens at the farm in Lampang have died since they introduced pot to the chickens. Less than 10% have died out of that 1,000. So they introduced weed uh, to the chickens' diet in January 2021. While the study's findings are still under review and cover only one year's worth of research, uh, assistant uh, professor who led the study told Insider, or I guess Yahoo News, uh, that the cannabis feed appears to be working and the birds are fetching double the regular price, about $1.50 per pound, mostly because buyers want organic chickens that have not been administered antibiotics. Same in Los Angeles. That makes a lot of sense. They all, they are calling the chickens meat ganja chicken. That's a great, it's great marketing. And they say it's more tender and it tastes better than the other chickens. This is fast. This I've could got, take off so big in California. I've got so many questions. <laughs> As, as par- I better answer one of them okay. in two paragraphs from now. As part of the experiment, uh, the team said uh, the research team said sometimes that they would give uh, chickens bolstered levels of THC, the substance in marijuana that gives users a high, that went past all legal limits for human <laughs> consumption. Oh Thailand. my god! <laughs> They're getting so think about how much weed that is and how big a human is compared to a chicken, and they're just going like, "Get it out there! Let's get these things baked." Um, also, I guess they could have called it baked chicken. Earlier this month, uh, sorry, Jackie, sorry. jump in. No, I'm just imagining a whole bunch of chickens just wandering, wandering around cage free, just high and confused. So, <laughs> I mean, so far. Also, I, Earl- I feel like it would look a lot like just chickens walking around normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just you cannot tell a difference like between weirdos. the world's highest chicken and a chicken who has never done drugs. <laughs> they are remarkably similar chickens. Just pecking at nothing just on the ground. Nervous all day for no reason. <laughs> Looking around. Wishing they could fly. Is somebody behind me? Somebody behind me? <laughs> just staring at that blue sky. Um, earlier this month, the Thai government legalized the sale of cannabis products, but limited the amount of THC one, uh, items can consume. Uh, by comparison, the chickens on the farm would sometimes get double that amount. <laughs> so much. Uh, quote, I can't say that the cannabis doesn't get the chickens high, but they seem but they seem to be using normal behavior. So, Kurt, you were on the money. Uh, the research team noted that it is not immediately clear what the full benefits of feeding chickens cannabis are. I mean, that was what I was wondering about. It's like when someone was like, "We can't give them hormones," and someone else was like, "But we can give them weed." And then another person was like, "But does weed keep them from get you know doing anything? Does it like save them or no? It has no effect whatsoever." We don't know, so but wait, they it, seem was to it, love it. it. Was it? It was hormones or pesticides that this replaced. Antibiotics. It, it replaced antibiotics. Yeah. So it's like, does it kill bacteria? It's like we got no idea. <laughs> Yes. Well, we got the so they don't know why. The happiest birds, though. <laughs> yeah. That's right. They're so easy to wrangle. You're like, come on, get over here. And they're like, that sounds good to me. Now I'll go where you're going. Hey, why do I got, what's that, what's that axe you have in your hand? Anyway, I like her. I'm going to go <laughs> sit on her lap. 
<laughs> exactly. Maybe it's maybe it's like a, a Temple Grandin thing. Maybe this is a more humane thing too. Maybe. Um, researchers said that marijuana does have bioactive compounds or substances that promote metabolic activity better than the antibiotics, which are boosting the bird's immune system. Okay. Uh, here's the question that we're all wondering. As for whether or not people get high from eating cannabis-fed chickens, the research group said, quote, no way. <laughs> that seems like a yes to me. I know it would have been fine, but no way feels like you're talking to a cop. <laughs> the THC is fully metabolized in the chicken's body before slaughter, so it is completely changed by the time it gets to the table. Pretty interesting story. Yeah, totally. I'm for point, it. I would the, eat a ganja chicken. the plan is not to inject your chicken with anything, then I, I'm I'm kind of against the weed thing. Then I'm like I thought the whole point was to have a pure chicken who is not given anything at all, or at least nothing harmful. Right. Yeah. Anything harmful anything. It, it to me it's all it all it can all backfire. Oh, sure, hundred percent. Also, yeah. what I don't understand is because when the beginning of that article said they were being fed weed, yeah, it does say and that. So like, Feeding its free range chickens but I, cannabis. But it's for the little that I know. Like you can't, you have to cook weed in order to like release the THC so the body can like m like metabolize it, right? Because I remember when I was Maybe. in college, I was like, I'm gonna eat weed, and I just took a bud and jammed it inside an Entenmann's donut, and then just ate it dry, and nothing <laughs> and, happened, and nothing happened. And they're, they're like, you fucking idiot, you gotta <laughs> heat it up in some oil before you do that. Uh, and isn't it interesting how like we're all of the age where like. People in when I was in high school, my friends, the lengths they would go to to get weed, they were pulling like Ocean's Eleven style like operations yes. to just get the a joint to get the smallest amount of <laughs> weed imaginable. And now, Jack, you lived out here when the transition oh, yeah. happened. You can go get the strongest <laughs> weed. Like just walk, as long as you have your ID and a debit card, they're just like. Tell us how high you want to get, and you can leave with hundreds of dollars worth of the greatest weed. It's fascinating. Let me tell you, my I love that when because New York uh, became legal. I don't know two years ago, whenever. I'm yeah. I'm mm -hmm. most grateful that it's legal because my fiance does not have to. When he would go buy weed, it would be like an underground. Yeah, like, exactly. Put out all black, you know, a, a track suit, a ski mask. <laughs> go get his gun. I'm like, where are you? Are we, le weed is legal now, Curtis Blow. You don't got to do this anymore. <laughs> yes. There's not a crime involved in this anymore. <laughs> you can go to an Apple store so and crazy. buy it. <laughs> Literally everywhere. And, you know, it is, and now they have cafes here. Had, it's crazy. If I had to say one reason why I'm the, my guy impresses me, whenever we go on the road, if we can afford mm -hmm. for him to come with me, he is good at going to any city. We check in the hotel. I go in the room. He is good at dropping his bags and saying, I'll be right back. And he comes back in an hour <laughs> with food, liquor, and weed. It doesn't matter where we good are. Good guy. That's amazing. Like, that is That's a, a keeper. keeper. I call him like my ghetto MacGyver. He can do this anywhere. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, we are in Hawaii. We don't know where we are. And he'll come back with Maui, food, Maui. liquor, and weed. He's very good oh, at that. That's Fucking perfect. Isn't it? Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> also, for a comic on the road in those hotel rooms or whatever, when you're just like so bored out of your sad. mind, what else yeah. do you exactly. want? My God. <laughs> and aren't you, you're in, you're in Hawaii soon, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming up? August, where are you at August, in Hawaii? August 10th, the Blue Note. Nice. Says, I love the Blue Note. Please come out there because Hawaii is really far. 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> everyone fly from Nebraska to... Hawaiian Bananimals. You got to yeah. go. Well, give us some more dates of where people can find you, Jackie. Plug some stuff. Uh, give the, it some plugs. I'm at the cellar in Vegas. They have a location in Vegas. I'm there. Great. I'm there. I'm there the following month. August 1st. Oh, nice. August 7th, I'm there. Next, awesome. next week, I'm in L.A. I'll be at the Comedy Store on the 30th. Laugh Beautiful. Factory. It's not on my website, so I don't know. I'm just going to be like, let's go to my social media. You'll see I post everything everywhere I'm going to be. And, uh, awesome. and But the Hawaii will matter right now. Come out there because it's really too far for the audience to be like. Yes. Hawaiian <laughs> Bananas. Go to the Blue Note. See Jackie Fabulous. Jackie, thank you so much for being on thank Bananas. You. It's I been a joy. Fun. It was awesome. You you remind me of Everything Gorgeous, and you remind me of uh, Faustino. What's his name? Faustino? And Which Andrew one? Faustino. That is nice. Andrew Santino. Andrew, oh, Andrew Santino. Santino. <laughs> Santino's a great. I love Santino. He's a funny yeah, you guy. Me of him. <laughs> oh, thanks. Uh, well, everybody, go watch Menopause uh, and find Jackie wherever she's performing. Oh, JackieFabulous.com. You can lead you to everything. Boom. Boom. You stole it. I wanted that to be my oh. website. I thought <laughs> I could have been Jackie Fabulous. It wouldn't be available now. And my handle, my handle is that. If I had tried to find that name now, they'd have been like, girl, you know, it's not available. <laughs> Ahead of the curve. <laughs> Thanks, Thank Curdy B. Thanks, Scotty. Bananas. Bananas. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananimals, follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.